And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winner, and I'm here, as always, with the illumined Dr. Bear Paul Lando, coming to you live and direct from the beautiful Smith River up here in the great state of Jefferson, where summer is in full effect. We're in the 90s now. We went from winter to summer, and that's uh, the new reality we are facing with the Grand Solar Minimum coming in, as well as all the wonderful geoengineering that our lovely... Um, uh, the lovely folks upstairs are doing for us because they care about us and they want what's best for us. Uh, but yeah, man, it's actually, a hot they're the, they're, Actually, they're the downstairs folks. Yeah, exactly. They are the downstairs folks. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we are going to talk about all the ways today that um, uh, all the different, uh, different strategies and tactics we can take towards um, essentially keeping those vermin out of our lives. Uh, a couple points real quick. Uh, we've got the great Justin Franson on with us today. He is a friend of Alpha Vedic. Uh, we are so stoked to have Justin on, and we will be introducing him in just a second. Uh, the official trailer just dropped for The Magical Land, which is the doc coming out uh, on uh, Iconic Network July 2nd. So guys, please go support that. Uh, we've already been getting uh, some trolls uh, coming our way, which is funny because we've we've been very spoiled, Bear. We haven't had a lot of trolls in the last year, two years, really since the whole Corona bug uh, reared its ugly head. Well, I think because we've just dropped so much brilliant knowledge uh, on what's going on that uh, they don't have a foothold. But we've got some DB in here trying to say that uh, there's a ton of nonsense we're talking about in terms of cancer and that... Um, Many medicines come from natural sources. These are there are scientists all over the world running double blind medical trials. And if something works to treat cancer, it would be jumped upon by pharmaceutical companies as there is a fortune to be made in successful treatments. This guy isn't running double blind trials, and I bet he cannot legally make any medical claims about anything he is selling. Cancer survival rates are massively increased since his mother died of cancer. And this is because of drug treatments provided by qualified medical researching doing medical drug trials. Sadly, people making these woo-woo claims about nature and attacking proven drug treatments allow thousands to die when they could have been treated. It happens all the time. The claim that he knows something that medical science doesn't is absurd, and he sounds like a charlatan selling quack cures oh, to desperate go. people. <laughs> selling quack. I mean, this is the traditional normie, total douchebag uh, claim that we've countered a thousand times. And I told him, I basically told him that, and he's obviously has no clue what so, he's talking about. So just, uh, uh, just to be kind to this person, I think we should award him the official dumb shit of the day award. And uh, I would also challenge all these people that say things like that. You know, I kind of saw on the front lines for over 40 years, uh, what works and what doesn't. And while they're in their brains, you know, reading double blind studies by vested interests that are making billion dollars per day just off of the Candace cancer industry, uh, you know, hey, no conflict of interest there. And uh, people, you know, dying, and, you know, by the by the bucketfuls, uh, you know, uh, with their therapies. And then meanwhile, in other circles that I witnessed firsthand and things we were doing, people are actually doing a lot better and getting better most of the time. So, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I'm a quack, but I, um, I embrace my quackiness. The, and the, the reason why I bring this up is because 
it is clear this is going to play into our conversation today. It is clear that someone with this mentality won't even understand what we're talking about today and the need for security because they've already sold themselves into the scientism cult of basically believing in the mainstream. And if you believe in the mainstream, you you get what you deserve. You get to be in that hospital bed getting radiated. That is your future. And if that is what you think is the way, then props to you, man. Like, okay, we're not, we don't make claims. Uh, and uh, we, but I tell you what, um, we uh, definitely have a circle of friends and a community that is thriving, that is thriving and we're attracting them every day. So um, that's your point. Great, man. Enjoy your life. But hey, we'll move hey. on. Mike, yeah. Bear, what do the ducks do when they fly upside down? <laughs> they quack up. Okay. <laughs> I got a, That's a bad joke to get us started. I uh, love it. Love it. Well, anyways, Mike, take it away. Yeah, sorry. That just boiled my blood a little this morning, but we expect more to be coming. And tell you what, at this point, we don't even uh, bother. We just uh, block and ban. I'm, I'm going with the Owen Benjamin uh, strategy. Block and ban. <laughs> no time. Uh, but moving forward today, uh, we're going to go deep into a lot of amazing stuff. We have uh, Justin Franson back on. Uh, Justin, also, let me get a mic check from you again. I feel like, uh, let me uh, hear you again before we get going, because I feel like you're got a little bit of an echo. Am I all right now? Yeah, I guess that's okay. That'll be okay. If not, I can I can fix it in post. Um, but uh, today, Justin uh, Franson, uh, he's an athleticism performance coach and EMF expert, returns to reveal the massive assault on your cybersecurity and how to protect yourself. Uh, Justin Fransman, uh, owner and creator of EMF Rocks, which we've done uh, multiple shows about, uh, returns to AlphaCast to share critical information we all need to protect ourselves from government intrusion through cyber encroachment. Justin's years of EMF research revealed the breathtaking amount of online security breaches that most are unaware or simply dismiss as unimportant. This growing trend of massive fraud and overt theft targets easy marks, but sooner or later, most of us have suffered the effects. Government and corporate interests, now one and the same, collude against the people they allege, allege to serve. Our conversation topics and ideas for improved security will include online banking, virtual private networks, or what we call VPNs, the use of Faraday bags for phones and computers, tips for password protection, bank server proxies, burner SIM cards, encrypted video conferencing, and much more. We'll conduct this discussion today with a revealing context of the deeper motives of those intrusive forces that provoke global destabilization. The engineered vulnerability to cyber assault is a means to that end. Dr. Berlando, this is a this is going to be a fun one and a very practical one, and I think people are going to take a lot out of this today. Uh, take it away, sir. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, myself being one who has uh, been victimized by identity theft three times in the last several years, um, you know, this is uh, I'm going to learn a lot. I've, I, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I'd like to um, create a little context. You know. Uh, Justin, you're an EMF expert, and you've got great products to help people protect themselves from EMF. There's another deeper element that, uh, you know, we really don't um, appreciate, I think. And uh, this will lead on into the topic of the day. But, um, you know, I remember way back in catechism class and, uh, you know, when I was in a grade schooler and they said the final Armageddon would be, you know, fought on the mental plane. 
And now after studying a lot of, uh, you know, things, uh, deeper levels of what scriptures and what all civilizations have all prophesied, you know, from all over the world forever, is that this would indeed be the final battle and it would be on the mental plane. And of course, that's very spiritual because, you know, Mike and I get uh, all the time into the waveform mechanics and how uh, this is a thought-based universe. And so as things precipitate through the ethers and by the ethers, it all begins with us producing a thought, which is an electrical event. So that is the mental plane within the human realm. That mental plane is the beginning of precipitation of our experience, our bodies, and everything we think is real about this simulation. So that's why it really makes sense when you go back to the scriptures and they're talking about, you know, it would be fought on the mental plane, because if they can usurp our, um, you know, our divine creative abilities at that initial step, then ball game's over. And that's exactly what's happening. Now, let's look at computers. You know, we're speaking over a computer. We all work on computers every day. But do they really produce anything physical? No, it's a mechanization of the mental plane. And so what they've done uh, very successfully is taken, you know, that that divine spark in all of us, the ability to be co-creators, and they've mechanized it. Now, here's something that uh, we really need to understand. When we are in that state of being on the computer, we are operating exclusively out of the one of the, the two poles that we operate on every day and that what creates our body and everything about us. Uh, one is the neurological pole, the other is the um, metabolic uh, metabolism pole. Now, without getting into all this, and Mike, uh, you know, we need to get like full podcasts into some of these things because it goes very deep. And uh, in our new member site, uh, we will do uh, for our private members, uh, you know, in-house uh, discussions like this. So you take those two poles. Now, when we are just passively receiving information through our senses, as we do on a computer, then we are operating in a way where that neurology requires the manufacture of neurotransmitters and the use of certain tissues in our body, neurologically speaking. And that neurophysiological mechanism actually degenerates as we use it. That's the price of being consciousness within the matrix. To be self-conscious and to be an observer in the matrix, we have to use these senses that actually degenerate our physical realm. So we are aging ourselves in the process. But if we go into the full realm of consciousness and work equally on the metabolism pole, then we are regenerating. And so you have a nice give and take and you don't have to age yourself at the expense of being conscious within the matrix. So what I'm getting at is the computer technology brings us into that one facet of the dipole only, which is a degenerative process. Now, you very adeptly brought us into a deeper understanding, Francis, of uh, Justin, of how um, uh, EMFs and things damage our bodies. But on a much more fundamental level, we're literally aging and degenerating ourselves by allowing the computer technology to just have us operate on one side of the coin only. Now, of course, just like everything else that uh, we have been given by the controllers, they uh, offered as a convenience, we, you know, we bite. Uh, 
And then the convenience becomes a dependency and then the dependency becomes a mechanism of control. And that's where we're at now and all vulnerable to that control. You know, I go way back where I spent most of my life pre-internet and, you know, life was sweet. And, you know, at the expense of sounding like an old fart, life was much better. It was uh, the quality was there. Uh, we had more autonomy. Um, there was just more time to interact with people. Uh, you know, just uh, life was improved. Now we have conveniences with the internet, but there's a great price to pay. And, you know, you, I know, advise people to turn these things off now and then and, you know, get out and smell the roses. The other thing, when we're operating on that neurological pole, this is the last thing I'll say, what we're also doing is becoming less empathetic to our fellow travelers on the planet. It creates more of an emotional distancing. And uh, that is what comes when we're in a mechanized neurological polarity. Uh, the other side, of course, brings us more into that our inner life and being able to connect on that level with other people. So if uh, anybody's uh, been in the midst of a gnarly argument on the internet or Twitter or on chat groups, you know, that's what we're witnessing. You have very frustrated people that have given up their inner life for this mechanization and uh, in the process become less empathetic to their, you know, fellow people. And so it brings out the worst in everybody. And of course, my conspiratorial side says that is all by design and it has been weaponized against us. Now, today we're here to hear from you as far as um, how do we protect ourselves just from the, the theft and the interference in our life uh, by governments and corporations that are now one and the same that are using these with intelligent agencies and everything to learn everything about us and, you know, really create a nuisance. Now, this is where it becomes way beyond my pay grade. So, uh, Justin, wherever you want to take us, uh, maybe step one. Uh, uh, so thanks for being here with us. It's always a joy to be with you. Yeah, likewise, Bear. Appreciate you having me on. Well, this is more Mike's realm. I mean, more than anything. So I'm, I'm honored you guys have me on. I'm, I'm a guy that dove into this uh, from what I saw it, with the health challenges of EMF. Then it turned into security challenges. Then it turned into privacy challenges. And so right now, everyone's saying, though, the jab's the biggest threat to our, our freedom and our body sovereignty. Well, yeah, that's what's happening right now. But 10 years down the line, I, I've, my wife will tout that I, I'm one of the guys that looks ahead. I see this awareness. I see what's going on. I see behind the scenes on stuff. And then I'll be 10 years ahead of, uh, on, on everyone and bringing BOSU ball into the gym or kettlebells into the gym or being gluten-free, all those are breath work. The list goes on and on as far as what I've seen and, and done years before cold water therapy, before anyone else. And now it's, really protecting ourselves from being from our information being harvested, stolen and used against us because uh, yeah, literally China said, hey, we'll take over the US in 10 years or so 15 years without firing one bullet. For me, this is the only foreseeable way they can possibly do that because they have access to everything that you have that's private to you. 
So, Mike, um, I'm going to kind of be a fly on the wall here and uh, listen to you and Justin go back and forth. I'll chime in every so often. But uh, what do you see from your technological realm here? Well, I think it's quite apparent. I mean, since the dawn of the Internet, which was created, uh, you know, DARPA net uh, created by the military industrial complex, working in conjunction with uh, academia with uh, universities, uh, they've always been intertwined um, back in the 60s. You know, these are open protocols, uh, but they have been uh, essentially when they were launched to the World Wide Web uh, uh, through CERN, actually, in the late 80s. And the World Wide Web is just our uh, the public's. It was basically protocols to allow the public to access the Internet. And the Internet is just essentially uh, socket layers of information that are sent from a node to another node encrypted and then decrypted and allowed for information to be sent across. And actually, these are just open protocols. Anybody can use these if you know how to. But what they did with the World Wide Web is they essentially put those put that access into um, private hands, into the hands of um, those that are directly connected to the Council of Nine, to the, the top, the top, top, top people uh, where they think they're the top. You know, and this goes to the Jesuits. This goes to really high level uh, controlling factors. Uh, and so no matter what, if we're playing in the World Wide Web, we are we are essentially being tracked, traced, and and manipulated and controlled, and that's why we we launched Cordal, because our solution is completely exiting the World Wide Web altogether and using the fundamental uh, protocols that the was the foundation of the internet, uh, in a way that's more secure because it's us controlling it. So, but that being said, um, I think today. Justin, and I think you'll agree with me, we're, we're going to talk about making accommodations for, um, it's like in the same way with health, right? Like you could, you could get very, very conscious about every single decision you make uh, in this toxic world and you'll never leave your, you'll never leave your property because <laughs> everywhere you go is, is, has pitfalls against your health. Same in the digital realm. We're going to have to make some accommodations to the controlling system to be able to move forward and eventually completely exit it. So, for instance, we're using Zoom right now. Do I want to use Zoom? No. The reason why we're using Zoom right now is because it happens to allow us to connect through a, uh, a through a system called Restream that allows us to get to five channels right now. We're on B Sovereign, we're on Facebook, we're on Odyssey, we're on YouTube, we're on uh, uh, I think sometimes Rumble. I don't think I set up Rumble this time. My point is, yes, we need to get off Zoom, and that's on the list. And we're going to talk about that today. And you have a solution for that because Zoom is essentially China spying on everybody's. Uh, uh, streaming, right? And th by the way, they have the ability to uh, essentially the NSA uh, takes every single bit, every single da uh, data from your text to your emojis to everything, and they put it in a, on a server for 72 hours. They're legally allowed to do that. And essentially, the idea is through FISA courts and stuff that that can only be used if you know the the proper channels and the government go through the proper process to get that ac access that information. And supposedly, then it then that it goes away, which I don't think it does. Uh, but we know, thanks to the work of certain whistleblowers and people like Millie Weaver with her Shadowgate documentary, that there are pri private institutions that are now taking that information and putting it on their own networks and databases and using it for espionage and private blackmailing. And that's what basically is used in our government and everything. So that if somebody gets their eyes on you and wants to take you out, 
and you're you are have been on the internet at all using the World Wide Web, they have all of your information, all your data. We'll go over to the phones. If you're if you have an iPhone like me, stupidly still using an iPhone because I've been stuck in the Apple cult for way too long, and I I we're gonna we're gonna get into de googled phones today too and other options. There's nothing you can do with an iPhone to not. To, for, they know where you are at all times. They know physically where you are through triangulation, Wi-Fi triangulation, IP. Um, you could do stuff to block your IP, but the find your phone, um, the find your phone, uh, you know, um, app on here or whatever that that utility on here, you can't turn off. You cannot turn off. It is insidious what Apple has sold us in. So no matter what, if you have an iPhone on you, they know where you are. Doesn't matter what you do. So out the window goes the iPhone eventually for me. The only reason I haven't done it is because of the convenience factor. I love taking phone pictures with it. I love having all the convenience center as a technologist. But yes, Justin, uh, where do you want to start today? Because this is a huge subject and there's a lot of great practical um, solutions that you have for our community. Uh, where, where do you think is a good place to start? Well, we can start just going over a few things at a time and see where it takes us. I mean, there's so many different... There are things we can check off on the list to go over. Before I start, I just wanted to second what Bear said earlier. It's just, we have this living collective intelligence, like our bodies, our universe is the internet long before the internet. I mean, this intelligence that we have, it's so far and above and beyond the capability of what you know we can come up with. So Yes, to get back to that magnet uh, metabolism poll that you're talking about, raise our consciousness. I know you want to get into that as well, Mike. Like that's what's going to set us free ultimately. But in the meantime, there are so many different things that we can do to protect ourselves and our privacy. Uh, let's start with security first. I think the first thing is is to really excuse me, connect to alert systems on your banking information. So any money going in and out of your banking accounts or your checking cards, like literally get alerts, sign up for alerts and monitor that. And I too got hit. I got uh, six figures taken out of my account because it was through Coinbase. And this is just a few months. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I've shared this with you, but, uh, they've hacked into Coinbase and you attach your bank account just the way you do to PayPal or Venmo or Zelle or any of the others. Well, these guys have figured out how to jump into Coinbase and then pull funds directly out of your bank account. And yeah, we'll get a notifications, but, but if you're not looking at those notifications from, or from, from uh, you get an email from Coinbase. And, and I get a million emails from Coinbase because I was really active on it for a while. So they, they all just, you seem like they has a glitch in their system. So you, I've just ignored it. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you look back and, and uh, wonder where that money went, but at least it wasn't crypto that was stolen or blockchain that was stolen. It was literally they're accessing through the bank. So that's, that's federally insured. So I got money back. But the big thing right now is to track your stuff on your own, first off, like literally know what's going in and out. And then if you're going to link into Coinbase to convert fiat, 
to have nothing in your account at yeah. the end of the using, day, put it in, yeah. transfer it, and then have no balance. In I there. use you use a crypto uh, fiat account uh, for that. And by the way, with traditional crypto, it cannot be hacked because it has it. Uh, it has direct-to-direct encryption going on. This is the whole problem. This is why. This is what drives me crazy. The reason why Satoshi Nakamoto developed the Bitcoin Protocol white paper was to counter all the frauds and corruption and centralization that happens with and all you know and all the security issues with centralized banking system, which is using a middleman right fiduciary um, uh, entity that can just take your money whenever they want. Right, the government can just seize your funds. Um, and so Coinbase is a centralized entity that is literally a counterparty holding the crypto, holding and connecting to your cash. Like if you were just able to directly exchange P2P like Bitcoin was designed, you would never have these issues. And that's just a whole like quandary about how do we get out of uh, these um destabilized, centralized payment systems into what Bitcoin was designed to do. And that's kind of where we are right now uh, in this evolution towards that. But that being said, brilliant point, Justin. Create, if you are using Coinbase, and this is what I do, I have a separate checking account. Actually, with a whole different bank, I use a local uh, uh, credit union and I have a se separate bank account because I still dollar cost average with Coinbase. It is really great for that. All that means is you can set an auto buy through your fiat dollars to buy whatever crypto you want. I only recommend really buying uh, the, the solid uh, uh, legacy one like Bitcoin, even though I have a lot of problems with Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, because that is a great point. And um, question with that. So when you called your bank, did they have any issues with you using Coinbase or did they just immediately... Um, Put the money back in immediately put the money back in their bank connects with coinbase's bank and you don't go through coinbase at all the banks just handle it and it was a simple process to get it back um, but, you know pretty scary right 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 out of the gate because yeah. yeah i do all i have all the protocols that we're going to share on the computer but they just circumvented it they went right behind it and it wasn't even through yes, my sir. system it was through my bank, my literally union bank got, got taken. And so well, there's that, a class crazy. action. Yeah. There's a class action suit against, um, oh God, what's the app? So they're uh, <clears throat> blanking on it right now, which connects a lot of cryptos to your bank account. And there was a lot of security stuff they weren't doing properly. Uh, it'll come to me in a second. I got a notification because I've used it in the past. And so whenever you're doing that, you know that everybody wants this convenience when you have a one-click thing. Oh, just click this and then put your password and login in and that'll connect right into your online banking to be able to auto-debit out of your account. People just do that, not even realizing what you're opening yourself up to to potentially be hacked through this third party. So not only do you have a third party with your bank, you have an intermediate third party, <clears throat> excuse me, now connecting between those two. And that's what the hackers are going for. Uh, go ahead, Bear. And um, yeah, yeah, just a quick comment. You know, you mentioned uh, bank insurance. FDIC uh, insurance is uh, simply an arbitrary monetization of your signature uh, when you open up that bank account. There is not some fund sitting there with real money in it. It is waiting to back up your loss. And, uh, you know, again, it's all fakes. And my point with that is, uh, don't expect FDIC to be around for much longer bailing us out from all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing too is, 
you call Coinbase, you call their line, prompt number one is if you've had fraud, press number one. I mean, what company has that as their first number on the phone? And if you actually look into the background of Coinbase and all the connections they have uh, with big, big Fed type folks in Wall Street, uh, it is the antithesis of what crypto is about. So uh, we need to get away from the Coinbases of the world. <clears throat> That's why we created Cordal. So yeah, great points. Uh, next next point, Justin, we'll move down the well, line. Bitwarden. I mean, Bitwarden is is the my choice for a vault. And People talk about passwords and these, these systems are meant to learn all your passwords and use them and interconnect them and the hackers can easily find your password. So what, what this Bitwarden does, it's a vault that basically you put a phrase, a password or phrase, and it's a second layer of codes that you, you have to put up as well. And then those codes refresh every 30 seconds about but it, it's a it's a one use password or phrase that gets you in and you you that gets you into the vault and then once you're in the vault it's completely secured you could have your crypto passwords and phrases on there you can have everything it's stored in the cloud completely safe from what i've learned from my cyber security expert that shared this information with me that i'm sharing with you and so that's been, you know, it automatically generates these sophisticated passwords for all your multiple accounts and just offers more security than, you know, anything's ever that we've ever had before. And these things, they work across you know, multiple devices. You can share it with your family you know, and you can store basically anything you want on there and I just love it because it's so simple. You click in the vault, you go, you get your passcodes. It generates your own. So you're not using the same one over and over again. And it has these codes that you put in. So you don't have to wait for it to ping your phone to get the phone number. It just generates a code for you and automatically put it and in. It, and it uses a SHA. I believe it uses a SHA. Uh, I'm not sure what the encryption is, but I know it's an SHA, SHA encryption, I believe. I've looked into it. I've been wanting to convert to it because... Uh, as you say, it's it's updating your passwords. I use one password still because I'm a dinosaur uh, in terms of I've been just using it since 2000, excuse me, 2012, which is nice because uh, it's a, you know, it's a very, it allows me to have very complex passwords without having to write them down and it encrypts them. But what I like about this, and I will put all these links, by the way, in the show notes here so people can look, is that you're updating, it's automatically updating your password, correct? So uh, that that's another layer of security, which is really nice. Yeah. And you can, so Mike, uh, Mike, periodically you freeze up on us and we lost, uh, oh, maybe about 15, at least seconds of what you were just talking about. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. My internet, I guess it's stable. Yeah. It's the second time it's happened. Uh, so I was just saying I use one password still, which is outdated. I like uh, what Justin's talking about because it updates your password for you and it has an encryption uh, so that uh, essentially there's no one, there's, it's, a, it's an encrypted point to point access for that. So there's nobody can go in. It's not on a, not on a server. It's not in a database. 
Uh, and it just adds another level of security because it's it's continually updating your password because that is how the phishing attacks work is that people are we're humans. It's hard for us to remember long passwords. So we do things where we we use them in multiple the same password multiple places. We often even people are stupid enough to email the their the password to themselves, or a typical password would be your high school graduation year, your old address and a phone number or something. I mean, they the AI systems can hack that in 10 seconds. So you have to so, use long randomized passwords. And this these these services just do this for you and encrypt it so that you don't have to save these anywhere. They're all encrypted. So I should stop using the word password for my password? <laughs> yes. That's indeed. more of a dinosaur than my <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh man, well, the other thing you could do is take your money out of the bank and store it in a private vault. Uh, you know, these brinks are, there's so many, where I am in Southern California that are just private institutions that you can you know, put your money in gold or silver eagle coins or what have you and store it there versus having it in, in, in a traditional bank that we know of. Yeah, no, that, and you know, I used to uh, be a fan of gold money that would do that for you. Uh, it's a pretty good outfit uh, that will allow you to very uh, easily convert your fiat dollars into gold. And then they hold those in a vault for you. And then you can have a credit card where you can spend that. So, cause that's one of the down um, sides of precious metals, right? Is for day-to-day -day commerce. Uh, that was an upside to crypto is that you can more easily do that. Um, and I know Bear and I were both active in that. I kind of pulled out of that. There was some kind of weird stuff with the, with the company that were red flags for me, but there you go. There's your gold money. Is that gold money there? Um, uh, well, this is carrot bars, uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, the credit card itself has a, a little gold ingot in it, which is kind of cool. So that's, that's pure gold. And, uh, anyway, any money, I won't hold it up too long. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the uh, money that you put into the account, you know, then is uh, held in gold. And then there's other things like Liberty Dollar, um, which has made a resurgence. Uh, back uh, years ago, I was a redemption center for Liberty Dollar. And what you had was silver certificates. And I got a whole draw full of them here. And then those represented actual silver in a vault. And then, of course, the person that I was working with that uh, created that company in the first place, there's, uh, oh, I think about 10 million bucks in a vault of, of silver. And of course the FBI came in and confiscated it all and uh, uh, put him in jail for counterfeiting. Uh, you know, they said we were counterfeiting uh, silver dollars or ounces of silver, even though we had like pictures of Ron Paul on it, <laughs> on the face, you know, and they, oh, you guys are kind of, meanwhile, you can go to Disneyland and buy a, you know, the same amounts of silver with the image of Mickey Mouse on it, you know, which would be about the same as what we were doing. So anyway, they, yeah, they, they attack all these things. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of options that are still available. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the benefits of when you get into pure private uh, P2P uh, commerce uh, and, and gold can do that, right? If you can find a means to hold your own assets. And I know that's just not convenient, 
in the world today because they made everything online. Uh, and that's why crypto has become so popular. But most of crypto is centralized and most of crypto is going to have that same issue where there's a corporation they can go shut down and they can uh, take out that um, that project. So uh, these are that's a great point there. It's like even <clears throat> even if you are you have a, um, a service like that that's holding your gold, who's to stop? Uh, the government from coming in and raiding them and, and seizing those assets. So really, in the end, if you want to be hardcore with your security, uh, have your own safe and bury it somewhere on your property. Don't tell anybody <laughs> about it. Uh, and, um, you know, it's once again, I think it comes down to what you are comfortable with and what sort of accommodations and what sort of, um, you know, uh, sacrifices you're willing to make to have some convenience. And I think it's all about balance. Wouldn't you say, Justin, like, you know, I guess having a lot of your assets secured in your own property or in crypto, we say, you know, your own keys, having it in cold storage. Um, I use a I use a ledger nano. I've got a treasure here. Um, uh, these are just whoops, these are just uh, hardware wallets for your crypto. Um, so these are where you put your crypto in cold storage. But that won't even matter if it's a, a cryptocurrency that is somewhat centralized where it can uh, essentially have a corporation running it and have the uh, essentially the entity taken down. They could uh, potentially ruin a whole project uh, and not even. To, I mean, this, can, this gets really deep into a lot of different stuff we don't have time to get in today. But yeah, cold storage on your gold, your silver, your ammo, your seeds everything i would say the strongest uh, strategy is to have it on your property get invest in a big old safe <laughs> and um yeah uh anyways go ahead justin oh that's exactly it the cold storage is the way to keep it when you don't have that you know they can just grab it and take it and they have everything so but when you have all your phrases and everything on there you're going to be a lot more secure than than you were before. The other thing is really on the computer side is create this virtual you know, private network, this VPN is what they call it. And basically redirecting your data from an encrypted tunnel uh, to your network of data. So it's a secure tunnel between your, your device and the internet. And, and that's the beauty of this thing. It helps avoid online snooping, interference, censorship, and it just offers privacy for our online activities for all of them. Yeah, basically what it, what a VPN does is it stops uh, an entity from tracking your IP address. So essentially what you're doing is you're rerouting your, your connection to the internet through a, uh, an IP address that thousands of people are using. Uh, so it's a, it's a very solid uh, thing that everybody should be doing. I personally use Nord. I'm not, we're not sponsored by them. We have no connection to them. I've just been using them for years. I've been very happy with Nord, N-O-R-D, VPN. I don't know if you have a specific VPN that you uh, like, but the, it's a very simple idea. As you said, it's a, it's a through, through, it's a pathway uh, you're through to access the internet through your IP. And everybody has to use an IP address to access the internet. So typically if you're using your own IP address, that can be geolocated. And then that can, uh, people that are spying on your, your activity online can then basically connect that to your personhood, which uh, has a lot of security issues. So by using a VPN, and also I do use a VPN on my phone as an added security bonus. Not that, that even matters really. <laughs> basically it's, a, it's an added security against just 
uh, people trying to, um, you know, scammers and people trying to do to do fraud and and other things. It's not going to stop the NSA or any like higher entities from tracking and tracing you, but it is a very solid thing to do. And uh, I think everybody should be using a VPN or I know people that use two, three, four VPNs, uh, but typically one VPN is all you need. Uh, I do like Nord. What do you recommend, Justin? Yeah, I, I forget which one I used. I don't want to click on it because I don't want to lose the connection. Yeah. But yeah, definitely just grab it. But the thing is, is what it does is it, if you're, I'm in right now in Orange County, Southern California, and it, but anyone who's watching this thinks I'm somewhere in Iowa. So yeah. And they're actually kind of cool. You can use it if you want to access other platforms that are maybe in, not so much in the U.S., but in other countries. If you can't access certain things because you're blacklisted from your country's, um, you know, your IP address in a specific country, you can then reroute to like a Canadian IP address or Mexico or whatever. <clears throat> and then you can access the, those websites as if you were living in that country. So I used to use that. Um, I don't know if I should say this, but for the um, to get free MLB stuff when I was really into uh, baseball and the online baseball stuff, because uh, they wouldn't let me watch my angels. Uh, they'd blacklist me because um, <clears throat> I was uh, living in the, you know, the area that they wanted me to that the cable television had the, you know, the, the licensing rights. And so I wanted to I, did, I wanted just to watch this on the Internet uh, on the app. So I just used a VPN and made it look like I was in uh, New York or something. So, yeah, there's some really just nice, um, you know, conveniences also from using a VPN. And it's just feels good so that, you know, you, it's one more layer of protection of security. Definitely. You're such a rebel, Mike. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you could create a bank server proxy and and which is real similar. It's a bridge between the internet and the user and makes the user anonymous by changing your IP address. So the difference between the two is the VPN is encrypted. Yes, yes, that's very so important. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the bank proxy? Is that part of the VPN or is that a separate service? Totally separate. Can you tell us a little bit about how we might go about that? Oh, gosh, you know, I would recommend with for all these, I would just find an IT guy that can set this up for you because guys like us that are laymen in the tech space, we want mm -hmm. someone who's really good at this. So call a guy and say, hey, can you set up this VPN, set up a bank server proxy on my computer? Most of these tech guys will know exactly, you know, how to do it and they'll do it in, in a split second. And Mike, you might have better insight on that, but I'm, I'm all about really staying in my lane and, and knowing what I'm really good at. And I do that. And, and the other ones I really outsource. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah. And we'll have a, a nice laundry list of links here of trusted uh, services and, and applications for people to use. Cause, uh, and what was the, uh, once again, what was the uh, password vault that you recommend? Which one was it, Justin? Bit, people are asking. Yeah, the Bitwarden. Bitwarden, yes. And Giselle, if you could put that in the chat too, Bitwarden. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, let's continue on. This is great practical advice. And I know a lot of people, they don't realize they're just sitting out there as lame ducks in the internet world, uh, you know, blindly 
um, you know, believing in the system, like that guy with his post that we started with, believing in the pharmaceutical companies, that they have our best interests at heart. Uh, you know, there are a lot of scammers out there that are looking to steal your identity and steal your data and steal um, and and actually just, you know, do whatever they can. I mean, I, I must daily get a call from IRS, the IRS services, uh, which routes me um, to a, an Indian call center. <clears throat> you know, it's like, how do I get on all these lists, you know, calling my cell phone? Do you have any recommendations for getting on um, blocking those kind of annoying calls? It's not really a security issue. Well, it can be a security issue if you're dumb enough to fall for them. But um, yeah. blocking the calls are a little tricky, I found. I mean, there's I think there is a some type of list you can get on or put people on to, yeah. to call you. Uh, but what I've been doing is really creating different profiles. And, and like you're saying before, these are layers of protection. They're not the ultimate protection. So if a hacker is just looking for the easy pickings, they're not gonna pick you. So that's the whole point. So what we do is we create these online profiles and just profiles in general of anonymous, semi-anonymous, and then real. And from there, what you can do is, obviously the anonymous is something that's completely uh, different password, different location. It's not even you. And, and then the semi, it's like partially some of your information. Uh, and then the real one's like, okay, I got to deal with the government if you're staying in that system and you give them your real information. So what we do is you go to basically tello.com and you purchase these burner SIM cards. But what you do is- Could you, you say that again? Tello, Tello.com, you can get you can get all these burner SIM cards. So you create these. T Sorry to keep ruining your flow. Uh, how do you spell that? P-E-L-L-O. Okay. Yeah. So you create these burner SIM cards, is a subscriber identity module cards, is what it stands for. And then what you want to do is even before that, you go to privacy.com. So you, you put funds into your privacy account. And when you go to purchase these SIM cards, they're completely anonymous. Like you, they, no one knows who's buying it because you're buying it through privacy.com. But you can buy an infinite number of burner SIM phone numbers. You just have to keep really good records on, hey, for my, my utilities company, they don't really need to know my name, my phone number, like all that information, all they really need to know is my address at the end of the day and that you're paying their bills. <clears throat> so they don't care about all that other stuff. So that would be like a semi-anonymous one that you would get a burner number and give it to them. So these are ways that you can segment your information. So not everyone's getting all the same information. Yeah. So this is uh, a lot better than like having the good fellow conversations over the phone like I usually have. The, uh, you mean that other thing or <laughs> anyway, yeah. great uh, scene in the movie. <laughs> okay. If any of you guys remember that one, that's been my hey. whole life is talking in code. Well, hey, talking yeah. in generic. <laughs> this is the first hey. thing or the yeah. second thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always tell people, you know, we're on our sixth vaccine. So like it, it's it just it messes up their system. <laughs> you said the v word oh shoot. Uh -oh. <laughs> no just kidding now we're, we're gonna be now we're gonna be banned 
Thank God. Hey, is it that thing or is it the other thing? I don't know. It's that thing. Okay. I'll see you over at the place. I'll see you at the place at the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. I, is, uh, you know, the payphone. Uh, they're very, very few and far between these days, too. That used to be the thing, right? For for privacy, you go find a payphone. Um, yeah. So, uh, in, you know, in terms of privacy.com, I haven't really looked into that. So, that's a proxy, right? That's basically allowing you to set up payments that aren't connected directly to your own accounts. Is that how that works? How does privacy.com work? I'm interested on how that is. And then how do we know, like, obviously there are, I assume a paid service. So we, you have to pay them somehow. This is the, this is the crux of the matter. Like no matter what, you're going to have to online pay through an online thing. So PayPal's out because that's connected to your identity. Your banking's out. The only way I know right now to pay anonymously online and I'll check out this privacy.com is by using a VPN and going through a private crypto like Monero or R, like Pirate Chain, our homies over at Pirate Chain, because those are truly private coins, that, but nobody takes those <laughs> really. So um, how does privacy.com work in your, in, that you know, Justin? Yeah, I think just the way you said it, and, and they're, they're definitely taking obviously your money and your information, but but it's not released. And so you put that money into dollars that anyone can purchase. So it ends up being something that you can use over and over again. And to buy these burner SIM cards, they, they can't get through privacy's security to find you. So mm. it ends up working really well, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, we need to get back to, and Catherine Austin Fitz, we love her. I mean, there's some issues I have with some of her stuff about crypto, but she's spot on by like 90% about crypto too, I must say. Uh, she's really on point. But her Cash Fridays and her Cash Everyday idea, like if people could, ju- if people really want to be secure, you might have to wait a little longer, put some cash in an envelope, and you may lose it through the mail, but that's one way to do it. Put literally hard, cold cash in an envelope and uh, anonymously mail it to the location, privacy.com. Maybe, Bear, we got it. I don't know. Maybe we're going to start accepting cash like this because even on ACH online transactions, that's connected to a bank. But that's the beauty of cash, right? Cash is like anonymous by fiat, but it's anonymous ways to do commerce. So maybe uh, that is some, that's a way that I, I'm surprised an enterprising company that's all about privacy isn't doing that yet. Yeah, I agree. That's a great way to do it. I mean, it, it's tricky because people get worried about sending cash through the mail, but that's one way for sure. Well, I think you can, there are ways you can uh, insure it too. I don't know if that attaches back to your uh, identity or not. But once again, these are accommodations we have to make with how paranoid we are, with how secure we have to be. Uh, you know, it's it's a weird thing. And being in crypto, um, I've seen some of the power of, of something like a privacy coin, like Monero. Uh, and we, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on this on the, the technology there, but having the ability to transact online completely anonymous is in, in and of itself going to be massive moving forward. So for those that have never heard of Monero, it's been around forever. It does work. Uh, and also our buddies over at Pirate Chain, uh, with the R coin, which we are integrating into Cordal, uh, um, 
that is a fundamental way to transact online completely anonymous. And uh, down the line, I would love to integrate that back into alphavedic.com. Uh, so uh, this is great stuff, Justin. Uh, how do uh, Let's keep moving forward. Yeah. So the other thing I've really done is changed browsers. And that's been a big help as far as security and configuration to make it stronger. I moved to Brave. So I got off of some of the other ones that I was on and Brave seems to be the one of choice right now. Love Brave, have been on Brave since it started, literally jumped on when it was in beta. Um, and I, I and Bear, we gotta get you back on it because I know you were an early adopter and got frustrated because it, was, it wasn't the greatest when it launched. It had a lot of issues with certain types of websites that had specific coding, front end coding on it, wouldn't properly uh, process the code and uh, uh, but they've come a long way and uh, just their ad blocking is just so nice and the basic attention coin that's attached to it it's a nice it's pretty cool like we get still get tipped uh, alphabetic.com still gets tipped in basic attention coin it's just been sitting there I've never cashed out on it um, but but just on the privacy side uh, I do like brave I think we do, we will down the line see some more solid privacy-based browsers too that are going next level. Uh, but yeah, I, I basically have been using Brave for years now and I'm very happy with it. Yeah, it's great. Well, the one video platform, Mike, that I've changed to is Jitsi and it's meet.jit.si and it's double encrypted. And so they're not recording or listening or sending all your information to AI, and that's a big thing. This data harvesting right now is going on at record speeds. And just to tie back into our Faraday bags, EMF rocks Faraday bags, you guys resell them as well. Uh, this is a huge thing for our privacy is to have slow down the data harvesting. And that's the big reason to move out of these platforms because they have trackers on every single app from literally one to about 15 and excuse me just your bank app alone will know your fingerprint your retina scan how fast you drive your gate all your bank account information all your passwords where you live <laughs> this is just unbelievable and then to think about this all your cell phones especially Apple's, like there are these parts are made in CCP district. So they have access to who you voted for. Anything from the CCP district has access to who you voted for, where you live. And, and the list goes on and on as far as security protocols, but they have these in their schematics on any of these apps. They tell you what they're tracking on you. It's the list is, is extensive and really challenging to read when once you really dive into this is what they're listening to yeah i love your faraday bags you know we put all our stuff in faraday bags and uh you know especially going to bed at night now we're off grid and our modems are off but like mike said they have ways of tracking through those no matter what you know we had a um a Native American gentleman who is also a very accomplished physicist, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, he was on the show and he, you know, has all the instrumentation and things to read uh, electronics. And he took the SIM card out of his phone, an Apple phone. He um, took the battery out and then put it through his uh, scrutiny with his instrumentation. And he still found it was emitting a signal somehow, 
no battery, no card, nothing is still emitting a signal. So uh, I think the Faraday bags, the only way to go about that is just, you know, put that sucker to sleep so nothing can penetrate it. Yeah. And then the security guy that I worked with, he pulled a Nest smoke detector unit off the wall to analyze it as speaker in it. He looks at all the instructions and well, on the website, every, all the schematics, all the parts in it, it didn't have a speaker listed. He calls them up and said, oh, where is the speaker listed in the paperwork? And they said, oh, it's not there. We're just testing this out. And they're literally testing this information. They're having speakers. They're having these basically communication that they're harvesting all this information and they're aggregating all this information. So it's, it's basically how these industries are able to be so robust. I mean, what is, what is Apple at? Apple's at several trillion dollars and they have 12% market share. So the surveillance marketing is how they're generating the revenue. And it's through all these beaconing of, of speaker information, information, they don't even need wireless. It's more of a beacon system where they're listening and aggregating that information. Yeah. I, I would say that I think it's the biggest industry in the world. I, I definitely do. I think it's bigger than pharma. It's bigger than it's, I mean, it's all kind of tied into the military industrial complex, but we know it's mostly privatized and it uh, what they're doing now, from what I understand is they are and why the single hay is, is so big is that because it's just going to allow them to go to the next level is that they are coordinating all of this data into a meta uh, personification uh, in the digital realm of our of who we are. And they literally have avatars of us inside that. And they're playing all this different game theory simulation to essentially know how to um, manipulate the entire population. And they can know exactly where you are, who you are, what you are, what your likes are, and what drives you. And then they can manipulate that by essentially uh, routing certain messaging into your phone into uh, your networks, into your social networks. That's why the social networking, which we can get into is so, so important for them to initiate. Uh, you know, Facebook was definitely a DARPA enterprise uh, and that was all set up to get us to the met and, and look what Facebook is now. They're just straight up saying it, we're now meta. So, I mean, this was all planned. And so that's why I think it's crucial to not have any of those apps on your phone do not have Twitter, do not have Facebook, do not have Instagram. I got out of all of those. Um, if I do have to engage in Instagram every now and then for Alphavedic, I go through the Brave browser and just go through the browser and, and do something like that. But I don't have any of the apps on. Uh, but that being said, you are dead on there, Justin. Uh, it is uh, the surveillance um, capitalism is, is massive and it's just crazy to, to think what they're doing. Um, and somebody brought up Signal on the chat, you know, in terms of having encrypted, I know you use Signal, but I'll, I'll just say this, um, from when I was working on a small privacy coin back in the day, uh, I had brought up Signal, like, let's use Signal to, to uh, have communications. And um, uh, I guess there was an ex-NSA guy that had uh, consulted for this and said Signal is definitely co-opted uh, while they do use end-to-end -end encryption. Uh, be, they have specifically know that they can essentially before the encryption 
um, takes place, they are essentially recording everything through the device's own ability to, to um, you know, they can hack right into the hardware there and record it. So it doesn't matter. They're getting the information before it is encrypted and sent over. So essentially, you're just spinning the wheel there, giving you a false sense of security. So you feel like you can say more things that you normally wouldn't say over open lines, and they're still just taking all that data. We used actually an app called Mumble, uh, which still has issues if you're using an iPhone or even a Google phone, but we were using Linux. So we were using Linux boxes, which are all open source. And we were using an app called Mumble. Now this is before Cordal. And Mumble, what you do is you set up your own server. It was actually used for video gamers, an encrypted server that allows you to chat back and forth with, with your own systems, essentially what Cordal is now. Um, but yeah, Signal, even Telegram, all these, all these uh, apps and stuff that say they're using end-to-end -end encryption, that's very true. And we could talk about email too, like Proton and stuff. Um, but uh, they are using the hardware itself that has those chipsets that are designed to be able to listen to you at all times and be on at all times to spy on you and still get that information. So there is no such thing as a safe, secure, private, encrypted app on any app store that you can buy. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable information. It's so unreal, like what we're hearing, and and it's happening. So it's so wild. But on our phone, so what I did is I went and bought an Android phone from from my guy. He wiped it clean of any CCP parts. I have only what I need on there, so there's no apps tracking. I bought my SIM card through Verizon. And when I take the SIM card out, I can use Wi-Fi and then connect through Mumble or, or, or you know, mm -hmm. something better than Signal. And literally, no one can know where you are or what you're saying. You can talk to anyone through anyone's Wi-Fi, and they can't track and trace you and find you. So these they are- can, They can, Justin. They can? I hate to say it. It's called Wi-Fi triangulation. So okay. every so uh, Google and, you, and Apple- uh, have a database of every single Wi-Fi router in the world. Um, they are able to geolocate that Wi-Fi router. They take the MAC address and the uh, bit rate, and uh, there's some statistics they take. And as long as they can track, have you have two Wi-Fi, all you need is two, two Wi-Fi routers in your vicinity, they can triangulate your position no matter what. There's nothing you can do about it. A VPN won't protect you. Um, because that's just your IP address. I used to think this too, because I only rock rock airplane mode for my own personal health, because I know it's pretty, those waveforms are pretty bad for from the phone um, towers, from the cell towers. Um, but uh, this is unfortunate. So how do we get around that? The way we get around that is we get a, and so it sounds like though you have a de-Googled phone. So if you have a de-Googled phone, um, like Graphene OS, um, there's a few that I could recommend um, that I'm looking into right now. Um, you uh, can get around that Wi-Fi triangulation. So that, that's what you're saying. You have a phone that um, has been completely de-Googled. I have a phone that's been completely wiped clean. So literally I could <laughs> do anything on here and no one could find me from what my guy told me. Okay. So, yeah, that, that could very be well. Uh, Graphene, uh, I recommend. The Lineage OS, I, I recommend too. I've heard good things about that. And then um, there are Linux phones that are coming out 
that are completely open source. And that's where we need to go. In the end, we need to go open source everything because open source, it's complete transparency. And we're talking open source hardware where you literally see what the chipsets are then anybody can replicate with a 3D printer, which I wanted to get into a little bit today. I actually think 3D printers could be massive uh, evolution for um, sovereignty and privacy, allowing us to literally print our own chipsets down the line, if that tech kind of technology can be evolved and invented, I don't think it exists now. 3D printing is pretty basic. Um, but that being said, um, yeah, then you are right. Um, if you do have truly a de-Googled phone that isn't um, uh, have, doesn't have that uh, Wi-Fi triangulation, then you should be good. Yeah. What do you know about light phone? So... Light, yeah, I'll let you answer, Justin. I know, uh, I believe Kelly Brogan, who she got, so our friend Kelly, shout out to Kelly, love her to death. She got really into this, really into like, because she's been a target, right? She's part of the disinfo dozen and she probably gets trolled and has all, all sorts of issues. So she got really into this. And I'll, I want to talk about email too, because I think there is a service that she's very happy with that you might know about, Justin. Um, but uh, she, I believe, has a light phone still. And um, I think what's nice about the light phone, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, Justin, is it does also have a lot of health benefits. Um, but uh, do you know anything about the light phone, Justin? Is that the same as a Freedom phone? No, uh, it's different. Um, the light phone is a very minimalized phone where I don't know if security-wise, if it has the benefits, I don't think, you know, as a, as a pure graphene, OS or lineage OS, um, but it's it's just a um, uh, for like texting and calling. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have yeah. all the apps and bells and whistles that track you. It also yeah. is just way healthier for you, so you're not getting sucked into Instagram and Twitter and all that. But I don't know if it has the security that you would get with a completely Linux based de-googled phone. I don't know about that either. I know they won't go over 4G on, on some of these phones. Like mine, mine will never be over 4G, but it still has a good camera. I could still take pictures and a video. So uh, yeah, you, 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 and even with the graphene one that I got, the Android phone, he still had to pull a lot of the parts out that were still CCP parts. So they're making them good, but they're not making them perfect. And that's where the challenge is. Yeah, so my goal, and uh, this is great, I, uh, with Cordals, we, we want to have an open source hardware manufacturer in the United States create a Cordal phone. Uh, and this is going to work off a mesh network. We're years away from this. But the idea is we're not even using the cell towers anymore. We'll have some options to use very low bandwidth using uh, traditional uh, towers you would use with like ham radio. Uh, and then having our own mesh network. So creating our own network. And maybe you will have the option if you want to tie into the traditional, um, there are now third party um, uh, uh, wholesalers, I, I don't know what you call them that are offering um, uh, your, the ability to tie into certain towers, uh, cell towers that aren't going through like your, you know, Verizon's and app uh, and eight, you know, um, sync, whatever the other, I don't even know what the other ones anymore. I use Verizon, but there's US cellular here and all these others. So that being said, though, the whole point of this is, is getting away from the CCP chips and the Intel and all that and having our own open source phone where we can uh, transact and, 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 and do commerce and, and communications completely encrypted and secure. Um, but uh, that is very uh, interesting too. I found out that most five quote, quote unquote, single, hey, 5G, I don't care, I'll say it. 
um, that you see on your phone when it comes up, that's not 5G. So what traditionally the, the, the 5G is only in a couple cities, I guess, the US so far, it's an LTE, it is just an LTE extension that has a higher band rate, a bandwidth, excuse me, that is still just like an elevated 4G. So a lot of people, when you're on the highways and like, uh, I think Barry, you had this experience when you're on the five and all of a sudden your phone went to 5G, just know that is right. not actually five, what they're calling fifth generation, um, the, 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 the way the, the waveforms work. Um, so, uh, because that has to be done with, uh, in a specific infrastructure, I'm sure you are aware of, Justin, that requires a lot of repeaters because of the waveform, it, 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 it can't go far. Right, and they'll they'll, so, they'll typically say five G enabled, like it'll have a five G E, and so exactly. So if four G is thirty billion or what what a, what two point four five billion ways per second on your cell phone, if those if five G sixty to ninety billion ways per second, the four G enabled or the five G enabled might be probably half of that. So thirty billion ways. I'm just guessing that, but. But yeah, it's a step up as far as speed uh, of the wavelength that we measure it in. And, but it's definitely not 5G. And I think it's a way for them to test the health challenges and how many complaints they get when they roll it out. And as we all know, the, the main reason everyone's getting sick the last couple of years is because they keep turning up this bandwidth of 5G and rolling out satellites and zapping different areas. I mean, the last month here in Orange County, the healthiest probably county, probably anywhere around the country, one of them at least, everyone's outdoors, out the beach, playing volleyball in the water, exercising, and they're all getting sick. So when you pollute our environment where these waves and particles travel through our plasma, our bodies are just gonna adapt to it. So. Yeah, it, it's, it's these dialing up and the challenge, I think, too, not to derail too much, but we don't have a meter to meter the speed of those wavelengths. And I, I forget if we mentioned it on the previous podcast, but my acoustometer meters out on my cell phone alone, like literally. So, and there's no meter to meter to, to actually audit these companies and say, hey, no, 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 you're at... 25 billion ways per second, and you should be at 10 or two. It's, there's just no way to tell them. We're relying completely on telecom for all this. Um, one last phone conversation. Uh, what do we know about satellite phones? You know, we're pretty rural out here, and a lot of my neighbors in the area use satellite phones just out of necessity. Any benefits to them? Uh, well, other than you can really connect without all the other stuff. I'm not sure as far as tracking wise or safety wise on that, I haven't looked into it, but. I mean, I would assume that's even, that's extremely centralized because yeah. you're going through a specific uh, service that is easy to pinpoint on the saddle balloon. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and. The helium um, satellites. Yeah, the helium satellites and, um, I, I don't think uh, it's I don't think it's very secure at all, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think you're in the same. I, that's a great question, though. I'd love to actually look into that more and and understand. I think in the end, the more analog you can get, the better, too. Right. So um, that's whole I, I think in the, I think like I really want to get back into I was going to get into ham radio stuff. 
and um, you know, getting back into that because those are you're open on an open channel, but you no one you don't have the digital signature, you don't have the IP address, you don't have all that stuff. So you can just chat with people and uh, have those bandwidths going that are way healthier for you. And I feel like it's a lot more private in a in a way, uh, even though anyone can listen to you uh, because you're you're more anonymous. Right. Um, so going into that low bandwidth uh, technologies that were around that people used heavily in the, you know, back in the day, I think is a sound strategy moving forward as we go into these uncertain times. So um, because those towers are up there and they need to maintain those for, for emergency services. So um, you can tap into them and you can get a radio like this Kenwood I have. Here, and I have this, I'm forgetting the model name right now. I have this because I'm a volunteer firefighter, but I can tap into any emergency service channel. I can listen to the sheriff, any fire department, uh, forest service, et cetera. And I know you can actually register your own channels or you can set up your own channels. So we could create our own like little group alphabetic network using this technology and everybody could get these radios and we could have our own um, communication channels that aren't being tracked uh, in the way that they are, can now with these digital systems. So going analog is a fantastic, fantastic strategy moving forward. And I think um, we do have some people in our community that are getting their, I don't think you have to, but they're going through the licensing process of their ham radio uh, stuff uh, to do that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the whole thing is to really go back to the analog world and migrate to Android and Linux operating systems and really start to get out of this whole matrix that they want us to go into these closed chain systems because that, that's where they're able to just grab everything from you. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt was saying, Maskin was saying in the chat that with the ham radios, they can triangulate you. So, um, you know, once again, it's all about just having, I think, multiple different strategies. And I, there might be some ways that you can you can reroute signals and stuff to make it harder for them to track you. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in the end of the day, we're talking about um, really diversifying uh, as much as you can, right? Um, diversifying your assets in terms of financial security. I, I've, Baron, I've been a big fan of hard money, of course, hard assets, silver, gold, junk silver, big fan of junk silver. Um, and having that on hand on your property. Obviously, we know food is going to be one of the biggest security issues moving forward. Our friend David Debine is saying we literally have three months. And now he's a bit of a more of a doom and gloomer than we are. But on his channel, um, and, and we've had on David on a few times, he's literally saying we have till after the end of the summer before it all, everything hits the fan food-wise with the wheat shortages that are, are, are massively apparent worldwide, uh, the, the, the meat shortages, all these food shortages, the fact that they're blowing up food production uh, facilities, uh, which is documented and, uh, and all this. So almost 100 now, you know, there's been like 20 that have hit the mainstream, but it's almost a hundred coincidence of sure. And Mike, by the way, as far as your, uh, you know, your hard money buried, you know, I have been over to your place with a metal detector. So you better check on your stash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once again, great point. There's another security issue, right? Um, obviously, when you're holding your own assets on your property, now you are putting yourself at risk of having some someone come steal from you. So um, I think diversifying to where you have that your assets, uh, having a, some in a vault, having some on your property. And in the end, what I think what I've come to is this spiritual realization that in the end, it's all just stuff. 
It's all just stuff. And if we get so, so stuck on trying to uh, uh, figure out how we're going to hide all this and where we're going to do this and how we're going to prep and have all this food, that is, I think, the ultimate psyop to keep us controlled versus realizing we are, we are you know, infinite consciousness. And um, in the end, what's the worst that can happen? Um, we die. Uh, we leave this avatar and, you know, to come back later in another form or go somewhere else. And I know that's very, very radical. But even beyond that, um, I know of people who are very successful that have lost everything, lost it all, lost it all, dirt, dirt poor, you know, basically have nothing left and they've rebuilt themselves up to be, you know, multimillionaires again and lost it all again. And, and so what I, my point of bringing this up is I think we also, it's, I think it's good to release all this and, and, and really enjoy your life and live in the present and be sp as spiritual as you can and do these sound strategies, but don't become obsessive over it. Um, yeah. You know? Well, I'm wondering if your guy, Mike, took into account, was it need to know.com just sent something out a couple of days ago, Lincoln national when the fifth largest insurance company paid out, six billion dollars more in 2021 than they did in 2020 and and then in addition there were 40 percent more increase in deaths in 2021 uh from 18 to 49 so are they taking a decrease all the people that are dying from getting the shot basically yep. uh i would know. say the greatest security and we'd all agree is health Obviously, like if you're not healthy, it doesn't matter all this stuff you're doing, you're, you're screwed. So, um, you know, if you really want to be secure and, and Justin, we should plug this right now. You're doing an amazing um, uh, summit coming out soon that both Bear and I are in the Urban Security Summit, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. And I think that's what I stress out of the gate. It's like, yeah, you could live anywhere. I, I believe you could live anywhere and, and thrive. You could live in the heart of Amsterdam. You could live in L. I know I have friends that live in LA and are doing great somehow. <laughs> um, but if you're not healthy, uh, if you don't know how to take care of your health, um, then you're not secure. You don't have security. And that's, I think, been the why that's been the foundation of Alpha Vedic. Right. And that's mental, spiritual, physical uh, community health is huge for security. If you're not grounded in a community and don't uh, if you think you're a one man wolf that's going to survive what's coming, uh, you don't have a chance in hell. So uh, I think health, though, is the greatest uh, form of security, which I assume you guys would agree that obviously. Yeah. That, yeah. That, you know, go ahead, Bear. Oh, no, you go ahead, Justin. Well, exactly. I mean, that was the whole premise for having you guys on and Bear, your talk was just unbelievable. And same, Mike, I, I mean, you guys nail it on the head. They literally freedom is what we put in our body. And so when we go into our urban freedom summit, it'll be on gobeyondsummit.com and, and uh, we're revamping the site. It will go up and then go live right away, right on 4th of July weekend planned for our freedom to really dive into it so really excited to have you guys on but i mean this is the essence of it is really understanding how our privacy how our security can be ripped away i mean right now i'm driving when i drive on these toll roads and my daughter goes to school and i have to take a toll road every time i go there's a camera taking a picture of me in the car every single time i go on that thing i mean my my sun visor goes down i sit up tall i block the crack I mean, they are not taking a picture of me. That's just not okay. Like every time I'm driving, my daughter's sitting in the passenger seat. It's like the sun visor goes down. We got to mm. be really aware. I have tinted windows now. I mean, we're 
we got to be more aware of what information we're really giving at record speeds. And it starts with their driving. It starts with these phones, the computers, the systems we're using, how we're entertaining ourselves, like all of this stuff. They're just pulling information from us to use it. And now from what Mike, you're saying, they're just sending it to the metaverse. And, and, and I, ha I even think it's even worse than that. They're literally using it to aggregate it and then potentially hurt us at some point in time, you know? So I, I don't see that too far out of the realm. So literally put your phones on airplane mode, throw them in the Faraday bags when they're, you're not using them, you know, convert your smart meter at your house to analog, change your lights from LEDs with transformers on it to incandescent lights, hardwire your home, your office, your cell phone, all this stuff so you have less Wi-Fi on you set up you know, literally network home securities for, for your home, for data breaches and, and, and basically intrusions and for any intrusion and threat that can have. And I mean, these are the things, get a, 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 a little cover over your webcam and then get a mic lock. There's these mic lock device, which is the coolest thing you can get to stop their surveillance and then listening to you. And yeah, explain, they, explain that a little bit more, Justin, because that's a really uh, great solution there. They use ultrasonic uh, to beacon the information. So that's how they're doing it. With this mic lock, you can plug it in to your computer, your phone. It kicks off a bandwidth that disrupts it so the mics can't listen to you and then relay your information. And I think it's miclock.com, M-I-C-L-O-C-K.com. Really cool device and just give it to your friends and use it yourself but that thing is just awesome for stopping that information yeah and you bring up an important aspect of privacy and security with driving not only um do we have to be concerned with the the all the surveillance going on in the cities especially uh but also the gps and stuff and all these vehicles and all the chipsets and these newer vehicles like for me i, I drive a newer Dodge ram and i know there's a lot of security issues i think they can go in through the uh, internal computer and, and literally turn off my brakes and do all sorts of stuff. They could mess with me. And so that's why I've been starting to reconsider buying an old like 1990s truck or something like that. That's all mechanical. And those are getting really expensive now to get like those cool old Land Rovers and stuff. So yeah. that's something to be really uh, considerate about. And also if you do have like an old GPS systems, figuring out how to get that out of your uh, car, if you're concerned about that, because they can literally track you through that, man, it's just like everywhere you go, uh, you are just a, um, a little basically avatar in their system that they know where you're at at all times. It's, it's really quite wild. Yeah, just the awareness on all that is huge. I mean, having that awareness to know that all the newer cars no matter what it is. I mean, even especially the Teslas, I mean, when he had that contract, those batteries can run so much longer. They have them set to die at a certain time. They can juice them up probably two or three times the amount that we're able to run on it. But again, they're only allowed to go so much. They can shut them down anytime. They can control these computer systems. So definitely my next car purchase, and I've been looking for a while, is going to be an old car and something that doesn't have all that system in it. And I'll get my, my new Android graphene phone and be able to be off the grid and not have to worry about anything. Literally, I can just drive and not be tracked, put some 
tin on the windows <laughs> and yeah, they can see my registration if I drive through a certain area on the car. But again, we, we know through secured party credit or stuff, you can get around that. So there's ways to do all this stuff. But again, you guys, it's just right now, there's a lot to absorb in this, but it's all about having that, raising that consciousness and knowing that there's layers of protection. We can slow down this, this aggregating of information. We can slow down someone being able to steal your information. You can put a freeze on your credit with Equifax or Experian. You can literally say, hey, I wanna freeze my social security number so people can't grab that. There's so many different ways we can start to slow down the grabbing of information. And the more we can do it, the longer it's gonna take them to aggregate and, and at least the more comfort we can have while we're, the rest of the world is kind of raising their consciousness level up. Yeah, I think there's also yeah, and, some and, sort of a sound. I'm sorry, Barry, I'll say one quick thing here. Just a very easy strategy is just the more you can get out of normie world, the better. So the more you can disassociate from uh, any big banks, go with a, a smaller uh, you know, credit union, uh, obviously get off all the big social media, uh, don't have a Netflix account, uh, you know, um, you know, there's no reason I think this day and age to have any sort of uh, account in uh, with a major uh, cable carrier, right? Like uh, to get cable television. Um, I think spiritually, then you are not opting in into their system. So they're going to leave you alone more. I think if you decide to use their services and everything that they're providing you, that the devil's providing you, then you're opening yourself up to a lot more harm. Uh, go ahead, Bear. I was just going to say, it's a bit of a catch 22, you know, with my opening remarks in that, um, you know, how the computer uh, dials you in on one polarity. And, uh, you know, our consciousness is a living technology. And all these things we're talking about are cheat knockoffs, step downs of that technology. So we have the real deal. It has infinite more power. It has no limitations. And if we're in on our, you know, really dialed in on our inner game, then there's nothing that can touch us. You know, they're masters in different parts of the world. They, you know, draw their tube of light around them so strong just by conscious daily practice that you could fire a gun at them and it will not penetrate. That is how strong that tube of light can uh, become. And it's a real system of electronics that we could pick apart and talk about in different kind of terminology. But that's a very real thing. But here's a catch 22. You know, we're trying to protect ourselves from these things we're talking about. But if we weren't using them in the first place, you know, we wouldn't even have to, uh, you know, uh, worry about it. But when you are using them, then you're on that other side that makes it impossible almost to draw that, you know, what we're suggesting as, as far as electronics around you for your protection. So, okay, it's a world we live in. We have to, well, we don't have to, but, you know, some people more than others, you know, rely on these things, but you really, really need to unplug as much as possible in order to develop your own inner technology for the ultimate protection, because that is the only protection. And that is what these times are about. It's bringing us to uh, the brink of a, of, you know, uh, an, an annihilation experience so that we have no other place to go. We've painted ourselves in a corner and it's the most wonderful place where we could be 
because now we're figuring that, hey, there's only one thing left, but you got to unplug because until you do, you won't be able to gather the momentum and and really uh, use your inner resources to the fullest in order to protect yourself in the first place. So it gets down to a real matter of addiction. You know, you just have to retrain yourself. You know, maybe you don't have to watch that extra YouTube thing. Maybe you don't need to listen to Alex Jones tell you that, you know, we're all effed and, you know, they're, <laughs> the bad guys are out to get us. So, yeah, we get it. We know that stuff's going on, but unplug, you know, trust. And then when it comes to money, you know, money, there's a reason why silver and gold were the original um, essence or standard, you know, because it is a real living resonance. It's measurable. Uh, that is part of us. It's, it's uh, you know, uh, two of the seven sacred rays that make up our entire being, our entire reality. And so what they did, they figured out, uh, you know, a stupid way to try to monetize that essence, make it into a middleman we call money. And now we've gone from something that at least had some resonance to it in the first place. And now it's just all, you know, computer blips and, uh, you know, not saying anything bad about crypto, but we need to get back to our own inner essence and, you know, get away from all this fake stuff. And then we'll realize we don't need any of this stuff in the first place. And like I said, at the beginning of our episode here, uh, there was a time, some of us have, uh, you know, a timeline memory where life was very, very good without all this stuff. The quality was better. People were more intelligent. People were more civil to each other. And at that time also, we foresaw the future as a time of great possibility and just uh, as far as just a bright light on the horizon. And now look what's happened in the name of technology. Everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop. The good news is, is we have everything in the world to say about it. So let's start going there. In the meantime, use these technologies, everything we're talking about, just to transition out of their reality, because I don't want to make it my reality. Bingo. Yeah, well said. I mean, I just love it. And yeah, there's so many different ways you can do it. And, you know, watch the relays, uh, basically challenges on your, on your, um, on your clickers for your car uh, and these relay devices, they can carry that signal about 280 feet in distance. So they can record that stuff, uh, uh, the other big thing, I know we're coming to a close here, but the other big thing is to set up and change domain and web and email hosting. The domain one for me was the biggest thing, like literally, because they can shut down your website. This is the whole reason I got into this whole thing is I want to have a big voice. I do have a big voice and I'm not afraid to use it no matter where I go. <laughs> Not just online, but if I'm at the store and my daughter will tell you, there are lots of stories over the last mm -hmm. year or so. And I don't want to have my businesses shut down and my financial revenue shut down. So this is why we're here right now talking about this. And yes, I have that consciousness up there where I'm not attracting it, although I have been hit a few times. Uh, but again, we do our best to, to bring in you know, all the good these are the safety measures that we use out there to really, really help uh, keep yeah. us safe and free. Unfortunately, with the domains, there's <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do. So Sir Berners-Lee, who came out of CERN, who created the World Wide Web with a bunch of other occultists, basically, 
Um, that developed the World Wide Web, of course, in order to access the internet, they created this domain naming service or system, domain naming system. That is privately owned, okay? That when I say privately owned, I mean, that is owned by a corporation. That is not, there is no um, public open source community control over the domains of the internet. So there is nothing to stop an agency from shutting your domain name down as I that I know of. I've looked deep into it. That's why we created Cordal. We saw that oh. we had so, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Now, I I have I don't know yet though. I don't know yet of anybody who has had their domain name taken from them. I only know of people who've had their um, hosting service denied. So that they, they haven't gone to the domain names yet, but I do see them going that way. What what were you gonna say, Justin? So what I did is we have layers of security in the domain. So my guy ended up taking it on and he has a company where he has to doing it. So I got it out of the big domain server hosting companies and have it under his realm where he'll never shut me down. He'll never de-platform de me. So I don't think there's any other way that they can get in to do it because they don't know it's me and then and then he controls all that well, they, information. They know it's you because they go to the domain and they see it's you, right? I guess so. So, and we got to keep in mind, all they've done is they've essentially licensed that domain to a domain service provider. Okay. So it's, it's essentially leasing it from them. So yeah. he, you don't own the, we never own a domain. It's all under the jurisprudence of, or I, that's not even the right word. It's literally owned by a corporation. It's wild. And Obama, under Obama, they took it, at, le at least it used to be kind of secured uh, under uh, a, a US corp. I, and now I think they're still out of San Francisco, but they're like a new kind of, they're under the UN now or something. I don't really, I, it's very, if you could go research this on Wikipedia and stuff, even that is all muddled. And it's a really interesting history. If you guys want to look up the history of domains and stuff and the DNS registry. So for, from what I know, there is no way to secure a domain to be stopped, but I do know they haven't gone through that process yet of trying to stop a domain. Usually what they do is they'll just hack you. They'll just spam you. They'll just do whatever they can to make it your life a living hell. Or what they do is they typically go to your your domain service provider, like GoDaddy right. or whatever, and they'll have that company, uh, which is just a middleman, take it down. So yeah, what you're doing is a good security protocol and highly recommended to use an independent or a small, like going to a credit union, same idea for going to your domain go to us. And I use Namecheap and they've been very good, um, even though they're creeping me out with all their messages about uh, Ukraine right now. So, um, but uh, yeah, do not use GoDaddy people. If you're still using GoDaddy, that's like, <laughs> dude, got to get off GoDaddy. Uh, what are you using for, uh, for your uh, hosting, for your actual so, like data hosting? Yeah. Wix is going to be the one to use. That's what we're doing through for Go Beyond Summit and revamping it. And and they- What was that again? Wix, W-I-X. Wix. Oh. And they're, they seem to be good. They're not you know, shutting people down as much as others would. So I think WikiLeaks is on there and, and you know, they, they would be shut down before me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Wix, Wix is like so, a, Wix is kind of like a Squarespace. So they are, they literally are like a CMS hosting, centralized hosting system that will host your whole website have a builder and everything from what I've heard. Yeah. I, I guess they're, they're pretty staunch about free speech and 
all that, which is great. The other great thing you can do, of course, if you really want to be secure is use an open source control, uh, you know, content management system like WordPress and put it on your own server. That's what we're doing with Alpha Vedic. So we're literally going to have our own servers uh, running at, I'm not going to say where, in a bunker somewhere. And that's obviously not, that's not, uh, you know, uh, very practical for the normal business owner. So yeah, look, I'll look more into Wix. I've, I have never been a big fan of Wix, but if they're, hey, if they're coming out openly saying we, we, we believe in um, the first amendment and the freedom of speech, and we will not let an entity shut you down. That's great. Otherwise you could do WordPress and go through uh, a cloud host like DigitalOcean. That's what we do right now. And DigitalOcean has been very good. They haven't, from what I know, ever shut down a website. Yeah, they're not openly saying it, but just not shutting down WikiLeaks, I think, was the reason he was leaning more towards it for me. So that's what we did on, on Go Beyond Summit. So, yeah, but those are, there's so much to, to unravel in this. And for me, it was just this month, several months long learning process, and it's still going, of uh, figuring out all this stuff. And and they're all going to change. They're just all going to keep upgrading and and as new ones come about in Cordal, I'm so excited about Cordal coming online because I think that one's going to be just what people are looking for. That just one. I mean, the, the biggest problem about all of this is it's all intertwined and, and centralized and it's very insecure. So the, the traditional legacy systems are just super insecure. They're, they're junk. They're crap. And it's just that's why we have all these big hacks and all this information gets and they want that. They want an insecure world. They don't want security for the average peon. So uh, Cordal, the whole idea is it's, we're building our own super secure, fully encrypted P2P system that's completely off from the ground up, from the hardware level up. That cannot be touched by, by the psychopaths. Um, and then on the, there was another thing I was gonna ask. Oh, then also you want, you want an SSL certificate on your website, of course, that's a no brainer. Um, there's a couple different companies you can look towards uh, getting set up with an SSL. Uh, it's just a security socket layer that's very important to have. Um, anything else on the web security? Do we touch email? So on email, I know Proton is a big one. They encrypt supposedly point to point, and I do believe they do that. However, I do know they do censor. So while they probably, I don't think they're reading your emails, um, I do know of people who had accounts with them that had their accounts shut down by the company for their political point of view. So yeah. that is a big problem with Proton. I know hey.com, H-E-Y.com, I believe is what Kelly Brogan uses. Um, and they have been, I, I think, vocal about it and are, and are doing the end-to-end -end encryption and also not censoring and, and are supporting free speech. Um, in the end, email is just an open source protocol. It's a, it's a literally, it's a decentralized open source protocol. We just are using uh, these service carriers like G Suite, Google, uh, ProtonMail, because we don't want to run our own mail servers. But if you really wanted to, you could run your, run your own mail server and have literally set up your own email service. Uh, what we do personally is um, what we're still using, unfortunately, G Suite right now, but we're going to get off that. And we're going to, when we, when we launch our own server, that's going to be hosting our website. That's also going to be our mail server. So we will be running all of our own email on our own server. Yeah, that's great. I use Thunderbird as my mail client and they don't read them. So that, that's, that's what I've learned. Uh, there's a great, uh, and it's very, it's a very big YouTube channel. 
And uh, I watch it a lot. That's how I know about this stuff. Rob Braxman, I'm sure a lot of people in the chat and watching know his channel. Uh, Rob, Rob Braxman Tech. He's got his own de-Googled phone, his own email service, his own VPN. So he's also a savvy entrepreneur. Um, but this guy seems to be legit. He knows his stuff. And um, he just did a video seven days ago about Thunderbird. It's going to be, is they're, they're improving it. So I know, I believe it was Josh Del Sol, uh, who we work with. He uses Thunderbird. I know a number of people use Thunderbird and love it. So that's another great option to look into. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. You have to do some coding to get your signature to fit on there, but, but just them not listening to it and reading the emails. And that's just a huge thing. Uh, yeah. And I don't, uh, there's some on the chat here that you can set up your email server pretty easily. I'm asking, um, I'm asking one of our admins here, how, what kind of hardware they're using, because if I think, I don't think it even takes that much technical savviness to create your own email server. If you're really concerned about your emails, uh, which you should be, I guess, uh, you know, so, uh, but yeah, Thunderbird, I've heard great stuff about that service. Yeah. And one of the, the last points I wanted to make was, uh, and I haven't done it yet, and it's because I have family phones and, and, and all to deal with. But what he said is we can set up a PBX and transfer numbers over and literally lower our phone bill down. I, I guess there's, there's groups that can get you way lower rates. So, so instead of paying a couple hundred bucks a month, you're paying as the highest would be 70 bucks a month. Wonderful. That's really cool. Um, we're going to, so we also have a lot of great uh, resources in our Telegram group because we talk about this a lot. And actually Kelly Brogan, once again, she created her own um, cybersecurity Telegram group uh, that was all about getting off this whole system that, like a while ago. So that's, a, and we can link to that. Uh, in our Telegram group, but we've got a lot of savvy people in our Telegram group that have put up tutorials on how to create your own mail server, uh, how to, um, you know, securitize your assets in many different ways, how to get more private. So that Telegram group, by the way, is t.me forward slash alphavedic. And I'm sure after this chat, we'll have a lot more chatter in there about these topics because they're so important. So uh, check that out, guys. Go to our Telegram. And then we also have a Discord, alphabetic.com forward slash Discord, which, by the way, has not been a great company. They've been censoring people, shutting down people. So we, uh, we, we are very familiar with this, obviously. And we are, we are migrating, by the way, off Discord, Telegram even. You know, there's a lot of shady connections within Telegram. One of the founders is directly tied to the World Economic Forum. You know, for all we know, that's the biggest honey trap of all right now. You know, getting all these patriots and all these uh, free thinkers in Telegram so they can be tracking all these groups. Um, so we are moving completely uh, our entire community onto alphavedic.com through open source software and open source solutions as a essentially like a Facebook type social media apparatus that we're creating that will also allow for um, our Patreon to move over there and everything. And then once again, those will be on our, that'll be on our own servers. And that way we can securitize our community because in the end, I do believe wealth value security is in, in community. Definitely. Hey, I wanted to let you guys know the grounding bags, there's a new protocol. So just like an air filter, we're going to throw out a new protocol to ground these outside every two to three months. So 
We want the rocks to stay fresh. Again, I've up protocols from three grounding bags together to five, and now I wanna keep grounding them, filtering them. Before I was saying this one pound, I mean, these are solid mass of crystals, the resonance of the earth, but make sure you guys, you can take them out of the static bag, keep them in the inner brown bag, put them on the ground. You can just place this as is on the ground. Either way, every couple months, just put it outside, refresh it, clear that filter out so it can mm. just do more and have more resonance to convert that waveform. Great. Yeah, we've, you know, we've sold a lot of those and uh, maybe this is a good opening to answer this question because we've had people who have the, um, you know, they, uh, the meters and they'll measure the, their Wi-Fi or whatever. And so they'll get the bag and then they'll, they'll measure again. They say there's no change. So I've had to explain to multiple people, that's not how it works. We're talking about grounding. This is about your physiology, ground, literally grounding. So um, go check our previous AlphaCast with Justin but um, maybe just do a quick 30 second explanation on why their meter wouldn't be changing. Well, we're not a blocking device. And that's when you want blocking, that's what, that's what you'll get, paint or tin or curtains, sheets, whatever. We're in the business of converting a waveform from a one directional waveform to something that's more of a scalar wave that distributes equally, that's unpolarized, that our body accepts. And that's what mother nature does best for us. She converts that waveform with the resonance of the earth. And that's what these grounding bags do. So you're not gonna see major signal changes with meters, uh, unless you put like a cornet meter with a RF on the side, you put a book between and then your phone, the meter will meter like uh, go off the charts with just no, nothing between. You put a book between It'll, it'll drop it to 400. You put this, it'll drop it to four. Yeah, I mean, there, there is some repelling device, but that's not where we're touting. We're converting waveforms, you guys. This is, Bear talks about it for years and nauseam. Like, it's all about the resonance and the waveforms. And when we can convert these waveforms, his tests show they clinically passively treat up to 91% of the markers off. So that's how we're gonna be able to coexist with the man-made EMF blocking, you're not gonna be able to live or do anything you like. When we can convert it, you're good to go. Yeah, it, the, the blocking, it's, it's like you almost, uh, you're trying to live in a cocoon. That's impossible with how we're being bombarded. And in the field of biogeometry, radiesthesia, it's um, well proven uh, that exactly what you're saying is, is what we need to do. We need to convert these waves and also at the same time, what your bags do is they uh, simultaneously create the waveforms that are conducive to good physiology and mental health and emotional welfare. And, uh, you know, then that overcomes these artificial waves because they are artificial. So, uh, yeah, I, I get a little short tempered sometimes when people come up with those questions like, no, that's not how they work. And it's a good thing they don't work that way because they're much more effective when you understand some very basic principles. And it goes back to the same discussion, which is you're working with original technology, sentient intelligence, uh, natural design, and that is infinitely more powerful. So we're utilizing that rather than trying to fight technology with technology. Exactly.
I know we explained this in previous shows, but we do get this question probably the most. People don't understand how that works with the Faraday bag with the crystals inside it. Uh, yeah, great question. That was the first one I had. I'm like, what in the world? Faraday, but you think of Faraday as no signals going in and out. You think of a cage. But the way these bags work, what I found is six millimeter Faraday bag. And what we found is there's a physics component. They're so well made that when you put a, a polarizing charge of a cell phone in it, it squashes it down to what BioInitiative would consider a safe level of wireless. So frequencies do go in and out. And, but when you put the negative ionic charge of the earth in it, it amplifies it. It just, there's something physics wise, I don't know how it works. It helps them reseal, stay double sealed. And it, it, there's an amplified effect of the Faraday bag. And maybe Bear, you would be better versed to explain it, but I, I can't explain it other than it tests way better inside it than it does without it. And because of some physics component of that Faraday bag really being an amplifier of frequencies of the good. Well, also defaulting back to biogeometry, you can take x-rays and you can wear a lead shield and the lead will stop the x-rays because again, they are a synthesized waveform that can be, you know, uh, buffered by certain kinds of metals. Now, uh, when you measure naturally occurring waveforms as uh, designed by nature, they go right through lead, they go through everything. They're a much more refined level of the ether that is working. So you can get the beneficial rays that go through anything and you benefit by those, but you can simultaneously keep out the bad stuff. And all that we have to understand, uh, you know, with that is that they are different levels of um, reality as things step down through the ether. So uh, maybe a better way to understand it is you're now operating from top down, creating coherence on the ground. Whereas the stuff on the ground, you know, the things that we're trying to protect our stuff are after effects, synthetics, and uh, those things can be overcome when you're coming from a different, uh, you know, top-down level, but it doesn't work that way in reverse. So if you know how to measure and harness nature, then it's game over. Awesome. Thank you. There we go. That's, that's the answer. But, 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 but the scientists, double-blind study test, they know. Sorry, going back to the beginning here. Stupidos. Um, <laughs> hey, this has been an amazing talk. I think in the end, the, the takeaway is don't stress on this too much, but obviously take the necessary steps to securitize yourself uh, away from the, the, the basic scammers, especially, and all the fraud out there, because that's a pain in the ass to go through. Uh, you know, so these are, these, these are easy steps you can take. And then if the more like extreme stuff, that's really up to how secure you want to be. Um, you know, also I'll tell you, it feels good, man. It feels good with every step you take away from all of the corporatized centralized garbage out there. You just feel more free and feel better. Uh, I've been pushing the slow tech movement. Uh, this concept kind of like relates back to the slow food movement in France in the, in the early two thousands when McDonald's started taking over. And all this means is it's not like 
retarding our technology. It just means slowing down our interaction with it. Like as Bear was saying, like we don't need to have our phones on us 24 seven, put it in a Faraday bag, go work in the garden. I had something I'm working on because I, as someone who's just a vapid uh, engager with, uh, with tech, with um, information, like I'm always like listening to YouTube podcasts and stuff, trying to get as much info as I can. I'm finding it uh, actually, I'm getting more info when I'm putting the phone in the Faraday bag and working in the garden and having a peaceful central center kind of um, uh, conversation with myself and with creator. So doing just read a book. Or read a book, which I, yeah, exactly. If you, but you know, there's something about, you know, gardening and listening to a podcast, you're kind of, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Um, but that being said, like, slow it down, slow your relationship down to that. We, they've, they've tricked, uh, you know, they've conned us into thinking we have to share every moment of our lives on social media. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> that was something I got over years ago. You know, I don't need to have my stories on Instagram. Nobody, one, really nobody cares except for my family. So I just send them pictures and videos now. But yeah, just slow it down. It's a great strategy. Spare was saying. Guys, um, yeah. 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 Justin, this has been awesome. Uh, both of you guys, this is, is great. You know, I have a whole uh, page of notes here. Uh, during the show, I also set myself up with a VPN. So I'm uh, I'm on board here. And I'm going to follow up with a lot of this stuff. And then, uh, you know, Mike's been schooling me a lot behind the scenes as far as what we're doing with our site. And, uh, you know, uh, Grant's been helping us a lot. And uh, so it's I, I'd say this is part of what I consider permaculture. It's uh, creating a self-sufficient closed loop system. And these days, permaculture can incorporate electronics. And, you know, it's balanced out with nature and it also is all designed to be self-sufficient, have no interference and just, uh, you know, be out there thriving so we can have the best of both worlds. And I really believe that. Thanks, uh, both you guys. And uh, Justin, love you a lot. You're awesome, man. Uh, and I got to call you up because I need some uh, more 5G bags. But uh, hopefully we'll see you here for our workshop. By the way, we're uh, going to actually do it in August now just to give everybody a little bit of time because one of the parties is just getting back from Germany, Marsh's, uh, you know, finishing up a 10-week program. So we decided to give everyone a little breathing room. So we'll tell you when that is and uh, we'll get you out to the farm. Finally, we can jump in the river together. Yeah, that'd be great. I love it. Yeah, thank you guys yeah. so much for having me on. It's so much fun connecting with you guys and your wisdom is beyond and thank you. Your voice is just so powerful, both you guys. So thank you for everything. And uh, yeah, get grounded by nature. Turn off the TV, <laughs> get grounded by nature. Thanks Justin right for holding the light down there in SoCal brother. We appreciate you and uh, look forward to engaging with your uh, upcoming uh, urban security uh, summit. That's going to be amazing. So we'll share that on our telegram and our, to our mailing lists and, all that. So guys, check that out. Uh, Justin, what are the websites for people to find you at? Athleticism.com, emfrocks.com, gobeyondsummit.com. And you guys can get all our products on alphabetic.com. And real quick, you got a new book coming out? Uh, no, I already, I mean, it's, it's been out. I don't, we, we didn't really jump on. I send you guys some jump bands, really good holiday mm -hmm. gift giving. I got them whole body, whole brain equals performance. Yeah. So 
but uh, you're always uh, working on so much stuff, and and I know you'll you'll have something else out soon. But uh, yeah, you're very prolific that way. Just amazing. Here are the here are the jump bands. Uh, thanks for yeah. sending those. My kids and I are going to run to the. We're actually planning to go to the beach and use these, or maybe just out in the front yard. But very cool, fun, uh, fun uh, little uh, product there you can find on athleticism.com. And uh, yeah, thanks, Justin, for everything that you do. We love you, man. We hope to see you up here soon. And hey, one thing about Justin too is he always comes out to all the in-person events. Uh, I think I've seen you at. You've come to two music and skies. I saw you at the farm event we're at. So you're, you're doing it, man. You're not just, you know, talking, you're out there walking the talk and we love you for that, man. Thanks for being a champion for peace, love, and, and truth, love, and freedom, baby. Love so, you guys. okay. See you next time. Yeah.